Welcome in, everybody. It's a little Dom That's True. Uh, episode 12, I guess? Owen, how are you doing? Hello, my handsome new angle friend. How's it going? <laughs> oh, it's good. You know, home for the holidays. You know, still, sur- still surviving. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I haven't got the Rona yet? No. I mean, I drove, so I didn't fly, so I'd say it's okay. that, That's uh, good. cuts out a lot of the risk. Uh, yeah, it does. And, you know, just, you know, being able to visit for a bit, it's kind of nice, kind of just get to relax a bit, probably annoy my parents yeah. by playing video games, which, honestly, I never did much as a kid. I just we That's funny. Well, the thing was, is we just didn't have, we didn't have online stuff, like, we never... Because your internet just wasn't strong enough? Well, no, we just, I mean, I, I didn't play enough. I, I had three sisters, so I really didn't have right. the TV for that much that I could have for that long that I could have right. played a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But also, and because of that, then we didn't buy, like, the Xbox Gold and stuff, so I couldn't, like, go play online oh, with yeah. my friends. And it's yeah. like, and then you're in a vicious cycle of, well, I don't play a lot because I don't have Xbox Live. I don't have Xbox Live because I don't get the TV. I don't get the TV that much. So right, play, yeah. You know, so then we're, Understandable. So That's I where guess, I was at in the beginning. Right, so. so it's so it's funny when I've come back now, I've come back full circle now, and because I, I brought my computer back, so I could do you know all the content stuff while I'm here. And also, yeah. so I could still work from home, just in a different home, you know. Right but now, I'm I'm playing more video games than I've ever played in my entire life. <laughs> my parents are really they're like, "Oh, you're gonna go play video games with your friends?" It's like, are we? I'm you know I'm 23. Are we really doing this? <laughs> I live. <laughs> but it, hell yeah, I'm gonna play video games. <laughs> but it's just I mean, it's, but to be fair, you know they didn't get the they didn't get to yell at me when I was 12 for playing too many video games. So it makes right. sense. So hey, real way, quick before we get started, I have one question. One question. Yeah, just one before we get started. Yes. Uh, what did you do with your cat? Is did you bring your cat back, or are you just leaving? Did you leave her there? I have a roommate, so he's just oh okay. Cat. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Cool. I left him. You know, I, 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 we we get her loaded up on food. Yeah, we just fed her for two weeks and left, and we're just like, we <laughs> gave it a mountain. We left a we left a, the faucet on drip. It should be all right. <laughs> no, 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 no. My roommate's there, and then you can leave a cat for like a weekend doing that, but two weeks is a long time to just load up a cat and leave it. Right, but like right. so, he's gonna come back for I think for Thanksgiving, but he's gonna load it up, and then we've got neighbors who can check right. out it and stuff. It's yeah, trust me, I I didn't just be like, oh, the cat, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't leave the cat. Oh, of course, I don't know if the cat's made an appearance on the podcast. I know she's made an appearance on Steam. Yes, yeah, she has. She has. Yeah, she's definitely knocked over my, or she's definitely been the reason I muted myself and then didn't talk and then had to go splice my audio off your stream. So mm. it's great. It's been good times. Nice, uh, nice. But everybody, welcome in. Of course, I'm Truman Steen, uh, the Steam Machine on Twitch and Twitter, joined here by Domination7 on Twitch, Owen Gosh Domin on Twitter. But of course, his actual name in real life is Owen Dom. How are you doing? Yes, How's of course. Your week? How's your week been? It's actually, it's, you know, it's been good. Uh, I've been applying to a bunch of jobs. I got, I'm gonna have an interview on next Monday, so Ooh. for a uh, for a good one. So yeah, but pretty eventful for me. Yeah, that's a good week. I mean, you know. And best of luck to you, especially with, oh shit, you know, life going on. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> uh, but you know what? You come here, you listen to this to avoid life. Let's talk sports. Why don't we? And uh, let's get it. Here's the big question. Um, I, it's not not as much of a question. I just, you know, last night I may have, or sorry, Sunday night when the Chiefs were in the middle of playing. I may have posted about a certain uh, strong safety on the Chiefs. Hmm. I wonder which one. Yeah, that's that safety, of course, being named 
Daniel Sorensen, the Storm and Mormon. Uh, <laughs> you know, I tweeted out, um, you know, I tweeted out, I said, you know, I think if we do this every year, we all agree that Daniel Sorensen isn't really that good. Um, he's, and we, and we shouldn't resign him cause he's getting older and he's just not making the plays. You know, he's not really that great at a lot of things. He's kind of mediocre at a lot of things. He's just kind of a mediocre guy and everybody's kind of on board with that. And then he goes out and he, <laughs> and I said, and then of course, what he does is he goes out and he makes, uh, you know, three fine plays and everybody goes, Oh, Daniel Sorensen. He's so good. It's just, <laughs> you know, he, we should resign him. And, uh, I just and and then I said and then we end up resigning them and then we do this all again next year. So, so yeah, so I mean something happened, Truman. Of, co- of course, right after I tweeted that, you know, Daniel Sorensen uh, sealed off the game with a pick. And <laughs> I just I wanted to take this time because I did tweet that out. I wanted to take this time just to I want to say something. Okay, can I say? All yeah. The, you know, you know me. I'm here to eat my words a lot of times. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm an honest guy. So I, I think just, so. So just I want to say this. You got something on your heart? I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. Absolutely <laughs> fucking nobody. I'm not here to apologize about my damn Daniel Sorensen take. It's the correct take. The man is not good. The man is a replacement level player. And, and here's the thing. Is, is I had people come out of the woodwork. I had a Twitter account. And the only thing that the Twitter account had posted about was like NASCAR, the Washington football team, and Daniel Sorensen. Did, you, like, did you find his burner? It was a- weird stuff because like they were responding to Kansas City Chiefs tweets about other players with pictures of Daniel Sorensen that the Chiefs had already tweeted out. Mm. And, and he's in there like, I don't get why Chiefs fans just don't appreciate Daniel Sorensen, which does sound like something that a Daniel Sorensen burner account would say. But, yeah, Mor- but we all know that Mormons aren't allowed to do social media. So, so They're not? I don't, it's, they've, they, you know, they don't, they don't, oh, drink, I don't know. They don't uh, have soda. They don't do caffeine. You know, I did not know that. Then I mean, why is their mascot so lit? BYU Cougar. I mean, cause he's, cause he's, did, cause that's, that's dancing with the power of God. Owen. Uh, apparently dude. I'm sorry. All right. All, all right. right. All right. Mormons, I, I got nothing, but nothing. Sorry. Nothing. Apparently they get down. Apparently this is an anti Mormon rhetoric. The Mormons are nice people. You know, they don't bother yeah, me. I have, I have plenty of friends that are Mormon. I got no problems with Mormons. But I do have a problem with Daniel Sorensen. Stop <laughs> mentioning Daniel Sorensen in my mentions. Literally, I had four people respond. It was like, what do you, oh, you, or about you're so ready to eat your words. I was like, it's literally happening. Happening. <laughs> my tweet, my nightmare is literally, what did I tell you? I tell you that he's not good, and he makes three plays, and everybody hops on his dick, and then we re-sign him. Even though we can all agree that he's bad. Because he was bad the rest of the game. I don't know if you watched Darren Waller last game, last uh, two nights ago on Sunday night. He destroyed Daniel Sorensen. He beat That's true. the but crap out of Daniel. To be fair, he also beat the crap out of Tyrion Matthew, who we all who no, we all say Daniel is a top Sorensen, five safety. Daniel Sorensen was the main responsibility for Waller. I was reading articles about how about how they just abused Daniel Sorensen all night, and then and then of course he gets that pop fly center field <laughs> interception, and everybody goes, "Oh, Daniel Sorensen! Nobody else could make that play. Oh my God, everybody could make that play." <laughs> Yeah, well, surely what you said earlier is still relevant. Bring back the ghost of Eric Berry. They can all make the play. <laughs> Ron Parker. Oh, yeah. Underrated. Right. Ron Parker, another guy that she, that Chiefs fans just fell in love with. He was a mediocre guy, but he was he was just – he was so he – was, he was getting old, and we didn't have a place for him much anymore. But when we needed a guy, he was just so easy to resign, and he always came, 
came back and he was always mediocre, but he wasn't like very obviously mediocre. And so, and that's what Daniel Sorensen is. He's a well, Truman. You said it yourself earlier. You said he's a he's a replacement level player, and is he not just filling the time until Juan Thornhill is fully healthy? He's a replacement to the below replacement level. I and, and I don't, and I don't care, but I'm I'm just sick of it. Just let me. Uh, but, <laughs> but but at the end of the day, he's a replacement to repl- below replacement player. I did say that, and I do agree with that. But don't come in my mentions like he's an above replacement to good player because he's not. All right. I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't in your mentions. And here's the thing. And here's the thing. People, I, 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 and I, I know you want to move on because this is just me talking at this point. But we're not moving on. I'm not letting this go. He leads the everybody. Okay, he leads the team. He, he leads the team in tackles. He leads the team by one tackle. Wait, one. who's a second? One tackle. I think uh, it's Damien Wilson, and under that is Anthony. Oh Jesus. yeah. And here's the thing, and 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 that's and and to those two. Or the reason I want to bring this up is that a, the safety on your team having the most tackles in it isn't the sign of a good safety. That's the sign of a bad defense and specifically bad linebackers, which we would all agree the Chiefs have. They have a, a very mediocre in, inside linebacker group and outside linebacker group for that. Yeah, we're finally figuring out how to play Willie Gay, though. Holy right. cow. This is this is the, his third game that he got over 50% snaps. Yeah. And we're finally learning that Ben Neiman isn't the answer. I don't know why ben that took Neiman, so long. Exactly Daniel Sorensen just playing linebacker. <laughs> no, no, no. I will not allow that comparison. Okay. Ben Neiman's a little worse. A little? A little. Only a little. You, you say only a little, but I, mm. you're like, oh, you're saying only a little. I was I'm on board. I was on board. I'm saying only a little. That's right. I was on board until you said that. Ben Neiman is not close. Ben Neiman doesn't even make any plays. Okay, okay. And, and then the other answer is that is that he's he's leading the team in interceptions. He has three interceptions. You can probably remember all three. One was the pick six against Denver, which we won that game 43-16. In case you remember. Yeah, that was fun. That, that, that was that, fun. That interception did not mean shit. I did not care. <laughs> and then the, the – I can't remember – I looked at his. It was other... the game ceiling interception against right. the Patriots and the game ceiling interception. Uh, right, we're on last we're, Sunday. We're Cam Newton threw a terrible ball and he and he jumped up and he was like one hand catch when he could have caught two. I went back and watched all three last night. And Sunday night, after everybody was responding to these tweets, I was laying in my bed. I just couldn't watch. And luckily, I have NFL Game Pass and I I went and watched. I was just like, these are the. I was like, these are just. The, these are replacement level interceptions. These are <laughs> the fact that he's leading the team is just a, a testament to how bad the Chiefs' pass defense is. There's a lot of things. He's well, the league. Chiefs' pass defense is top ten in the league, Truman. What? No, not really. Yeah, we, it we is. Watched, we watched that that game Sunday night, right? Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure like this per yards allowed, they're still top ten. We can all agree that this defense has regressed through, throughout throughout the year. It sure feels like it, right? Yeah, yeah, Tyron maybe. Matthew isn't the guy who who he was last year. Right now, Frank Clark well, is getting. I think that can big, once again be diagnosed with linebacker issues. Right, and a huge issue is that the Chiefs aren't getting pressure. But that's true. We'll get more into the defense. I just want to. I just want to roast Daniel Sorensen for just a bit longer. I oh gosh! And I, and I, his pass pass defense should be the safety specialty. He has the same number of pass passes defense as the Chiefs cornerback, who has only played four games. Okay, that's he, not great. He has played 10. He has played two and a half times the games. He has the same number as the guy who's only played four. His overall PFF grade this season, and I know we don't use pro football focus. We try not to focus on him. But sometimes the guys that rated Patrick Mahomes within a point of Tom Brady. But the thing is, is his, is his season grade is 
That's not great. That is not great. I, I don't trust them to rank players at the top accurately enough, but I do trust them to rank players at the bottom accurately enough. And they can tell me when a, when a player's mediocre, and that's mediocre. Um, all right. And, and, all right. And, and, okay, he's got all these stats. He's got all these stats, right? And, you know, true, but you can't, you can't discount all his tackles. You can't discount this and that. I can discount this and that. Because his top four games are against bad teams. His top four games are against the Jets, the Carolina Panthers, the Denver Broncos, and the New England Patriots. Those are his top okay. four games statistically. Bottom four games have been against Buffalo, against Houston, against Las Vegas, and against Baltimore. Probably the Houston was a bigger challenge, but I would say Houston's... Well, Houston's a bad team. It doesn't mean they're a bad offense. Yeah, right. And, yeah. That was just a weird. That was a weird game overall. But still, those were his bottom four games. He beats up on bad teams to pad his stats to make it, and and then he doesn't show up against good teams. He got abused by Darren Waller all night. And yeah, all he was making games. Darren Waller like a top five tight end. Okay, and and just my last point is that this man is thirty years old. He's over thirty years old. We need to get away from him before this becomes another Ron Parker situation. I think this is more of a Kendall Fuller situation. Kendall Fuller was Kendall Fuller was young. That's the difference. It's Kendall, I think Kendall, Kendall Fuller's Fuller, also old. Kendall Fuller was a top slot cornerback at it. No, I Kendall Fuller's younger than younger than Daniel Sorensen. Probably, but 100%, still. 100%. And but Kendall Fuller was a top slot cornerback at one point. Daniel Sorensen has never been a top 20 safety in the league. <laughs> That's probably true. Do not compare him to Kendall Fuller. And they turned All Kendall right. Fuller into a better safety, who replaced Daniel Sorensen. Oh, <laughs> so okay, that's just it. I just, I just want to make sure that we, that I, I took the time to address it. I can't, you know, I try. I try Thank to you, Truman. That was some in-depth analysis. If you guys want to come here, if if Daniel Sorensen. Uh, shows up. Wants to come on the show? Yeah, if Daniel Sorensen wants to come on the, come on the show, tweet at Daniel Sorensen. Wait, you can't because he doesn't have social media. But don't tweet <laughs> But every time Daniel Sorensen does something, if you want to follow my Twitter, at Steen Machine, S-T-E-E-H-A-M-A-C-H-I-N-E on Twitter, you can, you can tweet at me every single time about how Daniel Sorensen is, and that way you can make sure that I'm still pulling my hair out every time Daniel Sorensen makes <laughs> a, mediocre, a mediocre play because I know I will hear about it from here on out. I said the same thing about Whit Merrifield a few years back, and Whit Merrifield did get better and that I would give him more props now, but at the end of the day, Whit Merrifield was a 29-year-old <laughs> infielder slash outfielder, and now he's yeah. getting older, and then people and, and people were, were dick-riding him too. And people and, and I was like, I, I don't like him. I don't I wish we would trade him. I wish we'd get rid of him. And then every every time Whit Merrifield did something good. Oh, you see Whit Merrifield? <laughs> you know, on on the on the below Well, you deserve that. Whit Merrifield's batting above three hundred. You deserve on the, it. On the below four hundred Royals. I don't care. <laughs> I always I use this expression a lot. Whit Merrifield is basically the smartest horse. Great job. You're the, you're the best player on a bad team. All right. All right. Horse. Great. We'll All go, right. Okay. Extra sugar coops for Whit Merrifield and a few for Daniel Sorensen after this. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'm done. I'm done. All right. I'm done. I'm done. I'm ready to move on. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. It's fine. It's fine. Okay? I'm fine. It's fine. I'm fine. You're fine. I'm, I'm You're cool. Fine. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm fine. Um, All right. You so, good? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. So All let's right. talk All right. about... All right, so let's talk about the next topic here. 
so and and it's not and the issue it, it, we I already kind of alluded to it when we were talking about other things, but I think the biggest issue with this defense right now for the Chiefs is that the Chiefs defense looks very similar to that team that we, to, it, week by week they look a lot more similar to that team in 2018 that held them back from getting to those higher rates. You know, in 2019, they were serviceable. They can make those big plays at the right time and stuff like that. The Chiefs' defense barely came up with a stop or two last night. And then, you know, the Chiefs can score 35 every game, but I was getting pretty comfortable just being able to score 30 a game and be and win by yeah. two touchdowns. Um, yeah. And I, I, I do you uh, – so I have two questions for you. So the first one is that: Do you think this team is that this defense is bad enough right now that they're going to hold back the Chiefs from reaching those higher heights? And also, can you figure out what happened and what and what's gotten so dumb and gotten so bad about this defense? Yeah. So I have some I have some thoughts about this. Um, it's not 2018 bad, that's for sure. Um, because we we haven't had to talk about bend not break at all. Once you get into the bend not break, then you know your defense. Your defense gave up only 90 yards on that drive, but they stopped them at the 10. Great, thanks. Well, I mean, that's I, not that. I mean, that that's is not. Good. If you're gonna if you're gonna let them drive 90 yards, at least don't let them score a touchdown. Yeah, I guess. But when you start talking about giving up concessions like that, and you can't make a stop earlier in the drive, then then you get into some danger zone. But so the main problem I think with the Chiefs right now is interior line. We're really missing Derek Nadi and Colin Saunders. They're massive to this to this defense, and I think it's showing. So when when Colin Saunders and Derek Nadi are healthy, you know who gets pressure, Truman? Frank Clark and Chris Jones. Sure. Because Derek Nadi commands at least a one-and-a-half team, along with Colin Saunders. Because they have the ability to pl- the run block and stuff that hole and not get beat. Well, Derek Nottie's, the one... Derek Nottie's not hurt. He's just been replaced by Warden. Right. Or, so we're, or... well, I'm saying, we're, we're missing a healthy Derek Nottie. Who Because he's been not. He... No, he's, he's been playing. Then, like, Mike Pinnell? Mike Pinnell. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and then Mike Pinnell's also been playing instead of. Right. We've but a healthy kind of past I... the point of Derek Nottie because Derek Nottie was your top run stopper. And Mike Pinnell f- fills a lot of the, that hole. And then. Mm-hmm. Thomas, the, the emergence of Thomas Warden, I think, has kind of pushed Derek Nottie back. But I get right. what you're saying. The, I mean, but you know, yeah, with, with, strong... with Colin Saunders, the, he, he demands one and a half players' attention. Right. Because cool. he, he will get through and he will disrupt the play. He might not, not necessarily be a sack guy, but he shows up the interior of your line. And that frees up Chris Jones and Frank Clark to make plays. If you noticed uh, last game, the Raiders would pack the box with, with five, they'd send one. And then they dealt, and they had the ability to double team Frank Clark and Chris Jones. Chris Jones didn't even have a pass breakup. That's kind of his staple: is getting in the passing lanes and slapping the ball out of the way, or getting pressure on the quarterback. And we did not see that. And this is two times in a row with against Derek Carr that we didn't really touch him the all game. And then that creates problems for our linebackers, who are terrible. The Chiefs' linebackers suck. Damian Wilson. Cannot be everywhere. He he's our best linebacker, and he himself is pretty is is probably pretty mediocre. With as the season goes on, I think we're going to see more Willie Gay, and that might get fixed. But unless our interior linemen step up, it's going to be difficult for the rest of the defense. Right. 
Yeah, and I think one of those I think one of those underrated parts is uh, because he was a new signing and because he had kind of flopped other places, but he was performing well. Uh, Taco Charlton got moved to the IR this week, and I think that's a huge one. You know, he was forced out of Week Nine uh, with 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 an injury uh, about two uh-huh. weeks ago, about the time we started having problems, and then and then he hasn't, and then he's now gone undergone uh, surgery on his uh, fractured fractured leg and now he's out for the season and i think right or well assumingly he's he's on the ir it just seems very mm-hmm. unlikely that we're going to be able to see him back and it, if we do maybe it'd be one of those things where we see him in the super bowl or something and so right you know it uh fractured legs don't feel that quickly at least it was fractured not broken i guess sometimes there's a difference sometimes there's not right sometimes that's just like oh it may, might be a hairline thing but so the hope there is that I mean, there really is no hope there. You know, you gotta you gotta make this splash, pick up pick up a guy, you know, pick up a Terrell Suggs type, somebody that can then be dangerous off that defensive end because not having it was it was very similar to like Emmanuel Ogba, like yeah. last year. He was a, he was a great a, another solid defensive end. You don't need well. Then Okafor got injured too, right? Again, Okafor, right? Yeah, which and sucks. So, so you just need one of those guys to be good on the other defensive end and that really i think frees up a lot of the chief's interior line and it allows them to do work and i think that's been a tough time and then at least a lot and then you can afford to double frank clark and chris jones because your other two guys can't do shit and win mm-hmm. any against anybody so it makes it a lot easier i mean Derek carr didn't look he didn't look uncomfortable all night right Come unless back. we brought the blitz and then they would pick on daniel Sorensen with darren waller right as everybody should <laughs> but right, yeah, yeah, no, sorry, I don't. No, I, I don't I think done, it's. I don't think it's 2018 bad, but I think there are some weaknesses being shown. And but if if anybody can shore up the defense in the last half of the season, it's Spagnuolo. Yeah. And I think that once we get offensive players back, and once uh, Legarius Sneed was back in some capacity uh, last game, but I think it'll take a couple games for him to get fully up to speed. Mm-hmm. And once, basically, once our secondary is fully back, and once Juan Thornhill is perfectly back, and pro- honestly, we probably won't see a full Juan Thornhill to probably next year. Um, yeah. But I mean, he did hurt his he did he did tear his ACL in the last week of last season. So right, the hope is you know generally you're looking at about a year to you know maybe eleven months or whatever, and we're at we're at about ten to eleven months right now, and so it's just we're asking a lot of him, especially in his. Especially since he didn't get to get conditioned from being right. a rookie, he exactly. didn't play the the playoff push and stuff like that. Oh, but on the bright side, you know, uh, I guess there really is no bright side. I was gonna say, well, the Chiefs' playoffs push helped them, but you know, the off season was the same same distance. What really helped is the Chiefs, Truman. What really helped the Chiefs is us beating the Raiders. That helped us immensely because right. if the Steel- right. if the Steelers continue to win out, the Chiefs are gonna be like, okay, we don't give a shit if we're the two or three seed. And we're going to hit the brakes on the last couple games of the season. Right. So well, that really helped us. Which leads me into my last question for you. So I, I guess on the defensive front, right now, I think this defense is bad enough to hold them back. Um, but, you know, again, we've talked about some injuries and stuff, and maybe and, and hopefully it gets better. But the last two weeks, man, have been tough. 31 back-to-back weeks against, right. you know, good offenses. And when the Chiefs are about to go through a very difficult stretch of good offenses, you know, mm-hmm. it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. It'll be honestly, I'm interested to see what Taysom Hill will do against them when they play, if he's still in when they play the Saints. 
I also hold I also hold the belief that I don't think we're gonna see Drew Brees put on his pads again. I don't think a forty two year old man gets to break yeah. eleven, have eleven rib fractures, and then come back in. I, right. Uh, you know, God bless him, but uh, maybe just you know, maybe just hang it up. Drew. Maybe just like leave the uh, comeback player of the year to Alex Smith and stay off the field. All right. Oh, he wouldn't. wouldn't you can't win comeback yeah. player of the year if you hurt yourself in the middle of the year. Um, <laughs> but leading into the playoff seating right now is that as the playoff stands right now with Pittsburgh ten and zero, and the thing about it is. Pittsburgh is not going to go undefeated. And right. even if they do, they're going to lose in the playoffs. They're just uh, – they're not the – they're not the 20 – whoa, God. Was they're literally just the, – They're not the they're, 2008 Patriots. They're not they're – not, They're literally just this year's Bears, but a worse schedule. Yeah, it's just a weird – they're better than the Bears. They're the Bears. Are they? Service, serviceable quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, they're better than the Bears. Big Ben is barely serviceable. Right, and of course they get, and of course the Ravens had ten, uh, at least ten positive COVID tests this week. So that you're in your Thanksgiving Day game is Pittsburgh and the Ravens and the Ravens oh, great. practice. J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram are already confirmed to be out. That's gonna well, be Gus Edwards can pull it up. Right, Gus Edwards might be the best running back in that stable, but yeah, I'm telling you, man, he's good. He's got the most rushing yards. Um, but he is, you know, it's. Who knows what's gonna what's gonna go on? So, uh, but I guess what I want to break down is that as the playoff seating sits right now, we the first the opening night of the playoffs, the Chiefs would have home field advantage, but they would be facing the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh-huh. So my question to you is: Are you worried to see the Raiders in January? So my answer is less than you less than you would think, and it's for one kind of unexpected reason. As uh, one player. I bet I, I I bet we have the same reason. You my say, my want to say it on, on on three? We can say it at the same time. All right. All right. Ready? Three. One. Two. Two. One. Three. Playoff Sammy Watkins. Oh what? Oh okay. All right. <laughs> Never mind. All right. Go on with your playoff Sammy Watkins. Well <laughs> one well one Derek Carr of the cold. That that's a very obvious and glaring reason. Right. Right. But right. for me, it's playoff Sammy Watkins. What player gets injured week four, Truman? Every year. After popping off for at least one game, Sammy Watkins. What player shows up for the for the divisional round? Same Sammy Watkins. Watkins. What player, for whatever reason, playing while slightly injured, still makes that one play that wins you the game? Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins. And he's projected to be back in January, late January, thanks to the COVID rules. We might even see a postponed a postseason this year because of COVID rules. And that just pushes it further into the cold weather months with Sammy Watkins, for whatever reason, being a California guy, of course, destroys it in the cold weather months, Sammy Watkins. It's that so, cold Lizard King blood. <laughs> it's his astral spiritual energy, right? That's what he said. He's a, he's a spiritual astral being. That's right? Yes. Yeah. Have you read the interview from Sammy Watkins? We really should go over his tweets it's, one of these times. I read the interview where they interviewed him and asked him about everything, just sat him down. It's very into you know it's not as he's not as crazy about it as you see like it's not like they make it sound like it's totally preposterous most of it is pretty preposterous but it's right. very interesting to see what and it's you know it's not outside of it's not that far outside of regular religion what he believes in but right but yeah but that's my reason they bleacher report went and interviewed him last year after after they won the super bowl and you should and i would recommend it all right I'll, 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 
All right, but yeah, but he's my he's my reason because uh, he always pops off in the right times when you need him, and he'll probably be back for the playoffs. Well, the, my only my only concern there is that the Chiefs' problem is not on the offense. The offense scored thirty five. The offense scored thirty three last week. The offense has got sure. it done. The offense scored thirty two when they lost uh, the one time this year to the Raiders. But yeah, but one of those was a garbage time touchdown. Right. So, I, but again, oddly enough, uh, this was you know I. The thing about for me is that Derek Carr is not very good in the in the cold. Uh, there's a few things playing in that, and you know, I want to talk about these first two games first, real quick. Is that these first two games from Derek Carr have been outliers? The last game that we just saw him, that was Derek Carr's best game that he's ever had in his career. Ever on, on Sunday night, he had one of the best, probably the best. Wow. I mean, against a, he was. You know, not counting stat padding games, but counting a good opponent where you show up. He was the highest rated quarterback of the week and the highest highest rating of any quarterback since like week four or something. Weird. He, he did really well. And um, and so, you know, he had his the best game of his career this week, this weekend, and it wasn't enough. And the first time we played him, when we did lose, they had – I think it was four fifty. It was it was maybe it was three three plays of fifty plus yards, which are the only plays of fifty plus yards that the Chiefs have allowed this year. Yeah. So it was a lot of fluke big plays that the Chiefs haven't given up. Uh, other you know other than that, so that was the first game. The second game was the best game of his career. It wasn't enough. But the and and then the biggest factor here is that Derek Carr is awful in the cold and especially in the Arrowhead cold. He was. This was. The, and, and this was. This was an understated fact, and people were like, "Oh, this is a very interesting." When he was coming to Kansas City earlier, some people pointed this out, and apparently we didn't take it seriously enough. But this was the first year that Derek Carr got to play uh, at KC before December in his entire career. He's never Weird. played in Kansas City before December. Weird. Yeah, and so and it was his only time ever throwing more than one touchdown at Kansas City. He never had a rating above seventy-eight at Kansas City before this game. Where he, before <laughs> before those games, where he had over a hundred both games, he had one hundred and twenty-six this last. Oh well, yeah, remember remember when we were in college was that one game where people were saying Derek Carr is like a dark horse for the MVP, and then he went like nineteen for fifty with like three picks. Do you right. remember that? It ruined it. Yeah, I went to that game. It was cold as shit. <laughs> That's what I remember about that game. But and. And Derek Carr, in, in his game in Kansas City, he had more than double his average yards per attempt that he's had at, at Kansas City in his entire career. That's bizarre. And he's 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 just so bad at KC in the cold, and I would expect him not to play his best, which which he played his best. He played the best game of his career, and they still lost. So there's just, I think... Do you think he gets a discount at Sephora for that, for the eyeliner? There's there's rumors that he doesn't wear eyeliner. The man just has dark. He, you know no, what it was? What it was is he has fantastic eyelashes. Because I went because I told my mom that she's like, does she does he really wear eyeliner? And I was like, you know what? Does he really wear eyeliner? And so I looked it up and I read articles of Derek Carr getting interviewed and saying, oh, I just have really nice eyelashes. So that's what I spent my Sunday night doing was watching Daniel Sorensen interceptions and reading articles about <laughs> David Carr's eyelashes. That was my Sunday That's, night. That is depressing, my friend. It wasn't that depressing. It's what I it's what I love. What I uh, and in fact, that game early in the season at Kansas City was his for his career. That was a top ten game for touchdowns, for quarterback rating, for yards per attempt, and for passing yards. 
Those are all that top is games of his seven-year career. About wow. 100 games or so. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely no, reasons I'm not just, to be worried. I'm just not worried. Uh, in, in a weird way, you know, I'm optimistic. It's one of those things where I'm like, I think we'll figure it out. I think we'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, but, I don't know. That feels that feels about good where I want to leave on the Chiefs. Got all right. Is it time? You want to shit on you want to shit on Daniel Sorensen anymore? You got anything? No, to no. About, uh, David uh, Derek Carr's eye, eyelashes before we're done. No, I, I said maybe, maybe you should get a discount. Is it time? All right, we've we've covered the most consistent team in the uh, no, in the NFL, maybe not the most consistent team in the, in the NFL. But let's talk about the most exciting division in the NFL. Yeah! <laughs> the AFC South. Oh, give me your AFC South team of the week. It's obvious. It's it's the team, Truman. The team with a nice seven wins on the resume. A gorgeous billion-year-old quarterback heading the ship. And the only team with the the wreck specs on the kicker (laughs) with the last name of Rodrigo Blankenship. What a god. All right, it's the Colts, of course. How could you pick anybody else? They got a stud at kicker. Did you know that that Blankenship has the most points scored in the NFL this season? Did you know that? Did you know that Blankenship, their kicker, has the most scored points in the NFL this season so far? I mean, then I'd explain to you the kickers are like – like, if you look at the NFL all-time scoring list, it's all kickers. All right, yeah. Because right, no of course. No matter what, every time a team scores, the kicker's going to get a chance. Yeah, sure, but if I but I just if I told you that it was a Colts kicker, uh, he's putting it down out there. He's, he, he really is. He's, he's putting the team on his back, and he's slapped one in from 40-plus for the dub over the Packers. Yeah, that was a Which uh, breeds some thoughts about the Packers and the, the NFC. But anyway, I digress. Man. The Colts look good. They look scary. Their defense is spooky, and that's a possible. I don't know. I, they're in my mind as a serious contender for the NFC Championship. They they could sneak in. They can sneak in. Okay. 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 I you know I think this is still the Chiefs AFC. I think we're on a collision course for the Chiefs versus Packer or Chiefs versus Steelers coming up. But I honestly think the Steelers could be much like we saw with the Ravens and losing their second, you know, their first or second game of the playoffs. Yeah, before they get 100%. Out. I'm on board. Uh, and then the Chiefs have another easy path to the Super Bowl again. And, but yeah, right. the Colts, the Colts have been playing, the Colts have been playing well. The Titans did win this week. So, you know, over, they, over the Ravens. They beat the Ravens. Uh-huh. They, I know. I know. <laughs> Very interesting. We're <laughs> running out of time for those guys. <laughs> um. So yeah, so it comes down, it's come down basically every week where it's come down to Colts, Colts or Titans. Who do you want? Uh, but I picked the Colts too. But okay. here's the reason. is because what does the AFC South stand for? What's the number one thing it's about? Unpredictability. Chaos. Yeah. What did the what was the Colts versus Green Bay game about? Absolute chaos. Chaos, baby. <laughs> I thought that Green Bay was a part of the AFC South for a second, the way they were played. Both sides could not stop turning the ball over. <laughs> Green Bay had three fumbles. And the interception, and the Colts fumbled that interceptions themselves. It was a fantastic game to watch. It was very exciting. They the, the Green Bay was dr- driving at the end of the game. Perfect AFC South situation. And of course, what do they do? They throw it to their rookie wide receiver. What does he do? He fumbles it right back to the other team, so they can walk <laughs> it off with a kick from forty yards out. From did a you hear that he got death threats by the way? Blankenship. Yeah. Again, we've talked. That's about, pretty gross. We've talked about contacting players. 
outside of uh, we talk about contacting players anyways especially you know there's been there was yeah the, directly there was the the tampa bay cornerback who got threats and c- called slurs and stuff this year yeah it's pretty and, gross yeah and you and you gave valdez scantling death threats that's just just oh what what is wrong with you guys it's yeah, just, that's a real head scratcher you are not that important but you are important enough to, but no matter what threatening someone's life is always scary and it's not yeah, for fun sure. and nobody take and and when you're that important and you've seen that many crazy fans or whatever it's not fun it's not but you know what is fun truman what the afc south chaos the that's AFC what's fun south chaos is fun and the colts are fun the colts are a fun team i'd much rather see the colts over the titans uh yeah the Titans were fun last year, but like you know that meme, visual meme for you, where the yep. where they're dropping, he's dropping Woody, and he says, "I don't want to play with you anymore." That's that's <laughs> the, that Titans you, the Titans right now. I'm, I'm all I'm a Colts I'm a Colts truther, baby. Philip Rivers, well, Philip Rivers defying all the odds, making you still question if he's a Hall of Famer or not. I still don't know because I, 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 I think he's a I think he's a first ballot dude. I think oh, he's, he's a not first a first ballot. ballot. Stop. Oh, I stop. I, I think he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Eli Manning's getting in, so let's be... We can have this discussion. Yeah, I, I, I will fight you on this one. There's a lengthy offseason coming up. We'll, we'll get into <laughs> a lot of these, a lot of talks like that. But, yes, for me me and you, I think we, we're good on the consensus that the most AFC Southie team of the week who were successful was the yeah. Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Hell, yeah, AFC South. <laughs> and so, in previous weeks here, we've been doing... Uh, MVP race of the week, that is getting a little bit stagnant. Mahomes is really kind of pulling away here, uh, especially if Rodgers keeps losing. Uh, Russ, I, oh, Russ played fine, but he didn't really have an amazing game. Still, I think threw another interception. Uh, yeah, it's just Mahomes is Mahomes is dissing himself. And Mahomes did throw an interception, but then he threw two more touchdowns, so he's he's right about there. So right. So we're so they uh <laughs> so. We don't want. We want to cut out the MVP case of the week, and then we've got. There you go. Uh, the other thing we wanted to cut out was sorry. My, I hear, I <laughs> That's all. You're, you're good. You're I don't know if you hear on my microphone. Somebody's yelling in the other room. Uh, but the, you're good. You're good. So we had the we had the AFC South team of the week. Uh, we had we had MVP race. We cut that out. Now we're on to can. And then we also have been doing can coach of the week. And me and Owen were discussing it. Uh, at the end of the day, there's we, we're doing this podcast for 17 weeks of the regular season. We're not going to fire half the coaches in the NFL. Yeah, um, yeah we, we can't do that. We can't just say NFL Adam Gase every week. Five to ten coaches get fired every year, but 17 don't. So we're kind of moving on from that one. But an interesting <laughs> one that we want to talk about. While the AFC South is our favorite division in football, we want to talk about everybody's least favorite division in football. And we want to ask the weekly question of, what the fuck is happening in the NFC East? Owen, uh, I want to start you off by asking you this question. Uh-huh. What the fuck is happening in the NFC East? <laughs> uh, it's, it's a shit show. It's still a shit show. Uh, the Eagles dropped a 3-7-1 and and are uh, now in sole responsibility of first place. They're still, they're still, they're still in first. No, they're 3-6-1, right? You said 3-6-1? Oh, did I, th- did I say three, seven, is, and one? Every, everybody else is three and seven. The Eagles are three, six, and one. Don't get me wrong. Everybody might be. They might be three, seven, and one at the end of this week, and everybody else might be three and eight. So don't, I don't know. Don't it's just it. such a shit show, Truman. Um, for, for starters, the Cowboys have given up three hundred and eighteen points. 
but that's but they rallied that's still to only they a rallied half to game back. back. They they heard that I had bet on the Vikings this week, so they decided to beat them. They heard that they heard, oh Tr- Truman's place Truman's ba- finally placed a bet on the Vikings. Oh well, we'll end, we'll end the Vikings win streak. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's Eagles embarrassing. Beat. They're an embarrassment to football. It's just absolutely gross, disgusting football. Ugh, it's, it's just it it hurts to watch, man. The so the Eagles the Eagles blew it against the Browns. But nobody course, has a winning record at home. Do you know that? None of them. Yeah, and there's only been one road road win outside the division, and it was this week by the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, that's so bad. That's so bad. Right? I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure that game was away, right? Yeah, so Truman, to answer your question, I don't know what the hell is happening. Yeah, it's, no. no. Don't know what the fuck's going on there, man. Don't. Yeah, the, yeah so... so to recap, the football team uh, got bailed out by a very unfortunate Joe Burrow injury. Prayers up to uh, that. That yeah, sucks. Seriously. ACL, MCL, and structural damage. That is a low blow. And the, the, Bengal, the Bengals, 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 were up yeah. on them. Were up on them. And then he got hurt. And, uh, or they were at least. Who was that replacement? They were up on them for a bit. Oh, God. Oh, Finley? Ryan, Ryan Finley? Is that his name? Yeah, Finley. Okay, I was gonna say it was either him or Driscoll. So yeah, no, no, it was Finley. Um, so Washington gets bailed out there. They get to pull away. They win, I think, twenty to nine. What a, a super ugly score! Just insane. Uh, the Cowboys beat the Vikings because they heard that I bet on the Vikings. The yep. Eagles blowed against the Browns, were able to keep their division lead. And the Giants uh, were on a bye week, and so they were down a full game during that week. And now they've come back to find that they're only a half game back from the. <laughs> God damn it, the New York Giants might win this division. The Cowboys can still win the division, Truman. Everybody can win this division. The three, they're, they're separated by half a game. This is stupid. <laughs> Imagine if the Eagles end up winning it by a half game because they tied instead of lost. They are. It's going to happen. It's- <laughs> that would be the most NFC East thing to happen. They uh, advance to the playoffs. And, of course, you know, whoever, adv- whoever goes to the playoffs from the NFC East, you know they're going to win their playoff game. Yeah, you know they're going to win that first they're gonna, game. They're going to knock off the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or something stupid. Uh, they're they're going to do it. It's Or the Rams or – I don't even want to think. It's going to be dumb. I'm gonna, it's going to be, it's gonna I'm be gonna, dumb. I'm going to get sick if I keep thinking about it. But All right. You, <laughs> do you want to move this, on? <laughs> no, to wrap up this segment, I'm, I'm going to let you go first here. And I'll, take, right. and I'll take the other side. But I want to bet you because we both, we both stream on Twitch, of course. Uh, yep. Twitch.tv slash Domination7. Twitch.tv yep. slash Steam Machine. Owen, yes, I want to have a bet of one sub on this. You right. Yeah. Firm, firm handshakes. Yeah. Firm handshakes all yeah. around. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. I want – I want. here's the bet. I'll, I'll lay out for you. And I'll, lie, I'll allow you to take it. For okay. the NFC East division winner, uh-huh. the over-under for wins is five and a half. Over or under? Okay. Um, let me take one look real quick. Okay, so Eagles remaining schedule. Oh, oh, loss, 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 loss. Right. The only question, the real question for each of these teams is how many games do they have left against division opponents? That is exactly what I'm looking at. Yeah. Um, okay, actually win. Their schedule is so hard. The rest of the NFC schedule is so difficult. 
Uh, I'm going under. I'm going under. They're gonna. The winner is gonna finish five and seven. That's what I'm banking it on. I'm going under. Well, five and five and eleven. Well, yeah, five and whatever. Yeah. The hell. All right, under. Yeah, All right, under. I'm going under. All right, come on, NFCs. It's time for everybody to figure it out. It's time for the Cowboys. It's time for Andy Dalton to whip those Cowboys into shape so that maybe they can rally and take the division by four games at eight and eight. Oh, my God. Oh, God. All right. Yeah, I'm going under. Let's move on. Let's talk about some better teams. Um, oh, and Are you sure we're talking about better teams? Yes, we are going to talk about better teams because we're going to talk well, about the Are you going to the doming play of the week? No, no, the eliminated, the eliminated playoff team of the week. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, good. Sweet. Those are better that makes teams. me happy. Anybody that is was even close to the actually making the playoffs on their own volition is absolutely better than anything we're right. in the NFC. Right, and, and, I'll, and I'll take the lead on this one um, because it's hard for me to decide between these three teams, and I also can't believe I'm saying this. Okay. So three teams that I think are in real danger of uh, elimination mm-hmm. because of their results this last week mm-hmm. are the Ravens. Mm-hmm. The Raiders and the Dolphins. Oh, yeah. They're all in basically the same spot. Right. We talked, at six and four. Right. We talked about last week. There's six or seven teams at six and three, and those are yeah. I think those are the all all the three of the six and three teams. That yeah. Are so the Dolphins looked terrible. Mm-hmm. Tua looked bad and got benched. Yep. Um, the Ravens fell apart, and Lamar couldn't beat the Titans, and then the Raiders blew it against the Chiefs, which. Is probably the most admirable out of all of them because Patrick Mahomes put together a game-winning drive like he always does. Yeah, I mean, but you blew you blew it by one by one score against. The but Bucks if you're the game. Dolphins, if you're the Dolphins or the Ravens, you don't feel good. If you're the Ravens, you can't let the Titans beat you and expect to be a playoff team. And if you're the Dolphins, you can't look that bad. So, for I mean, me, those are my eliminated playoff teams. Those teams have got to. They're all in contention for that seventh seed, but the Browns are kind of almost a lock to make the playoffs now because their remaining schedule is terrible, and the the rest of these teams keep, keep blowing it. We might see the Browns finish over the Ravens in the in the in the AFC standings, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, weird. Oh, word. A worm? You said they were going to win the division. I don't want to hear All it. Right. I said they were going to win the division over, over the Baltimore Ravens. I didn't think the Steelers were going to be this good, to be fair. But, uh, <laughs> Neither did I. I did Neither catch did a I. lot of slack. I did catch a lot of slack after that first week, after they got blown the fuck out by the Ravens. And You're, right. You're right. You're right. Baby. Uh, <laughs> skip. <laughs> no, skip. Uh, fair enough. Um, my issue here is that I qualified a playoff team last week or like a few weeks ago, and I want to just knock them back out of the playoffs. Uh, and maybe I've already <laughs> covered these guys. But uh, just my eliminated playoff team of the week is the Minnesota Vikings. Um, you've, you've got a tough road back no matter what. You're always going you're, you're to be down to two games to whoever, what, what, whoever comes in third or fourth in the uh, – third in the NFC West. You're always going right. to be two games behind those guys. And you got to place your easiest competition you're going to face all year. Dallas Cowboys – at home. Yeah, Andy Dalton came back, but at the end of the day, they blew it. They fumbled. They fumbled it. That was the easiest that was the easiest game that could it would put you right back in contention. If you win that game, you're sitting at 5 and 5. You're a game back. That's, you know, you're you're yeah. in a hunt. 
that's where you want to be. They're still technically in the hunt. You know, there's still seven games left or six games left for every team in the in this. But I, you know, it's it's the Packers have shown they can blow it. It's yeah, but well, the Packers aren't going to blow it that hard. The Packers are three or four games up on them. So, but I did put them into contention last week's. But losing to the Dolph, losing the Dallas Cowboys is just you're you're done. Yeah. Uh, you're done. Know. They've they've lost the easiest game remaining on the schedule. Maybe maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be easier than them. I guess technically, yeah, but yeah, uh, you blew it. Um, yeah, so yeah. but yeah, to your point, I also did have on my watch uh, Miami Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens. I said you guys got it. You guys got to figure it out, or you're running out of time. This I mean, you guys. I, I almost put the Dolphins in my eliminated playoff team of the week, but I did look, and they're only one game back from the Bills, and the Bills haven't looked right. as, haven't looked like the world beaters like they did early in the season. And right. they've got another game against the Bills, and they've already beat them once. So the I whole NFL seems to be bad this year. Honestly, I feel like the whole NFL is worse than it was last year. Like there's, literally as a whole. There's just not a an amazing. Last year, the Ravens and the Chiefs were both the clear cut best teams. I mean, and the, well, and the I mean, the, and, the Niners, and the Niners, and the Niners. The Niners felt like the Pittsburgh Steelers felt. So maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers don't go to the, don't, do go to the Super Bowl because the, the, the Niners were like. Yeah, they're six and zero, but they're the Niners. It doesn't really matter, you know. It's, yeah, true. And, and then true. they kept on. You're like, yeah, I, I. But they're not the best team in the NFC. And then they won, and they just kept winning with mediocre games and mediocre play. But I do think the Niners were probably blowing out teams better than the Pittsburgh is. But in Pittsburgh, and I say that, and, people, and everybody will say, well, the Pittsburgh Steelers are, you know, they're getting close. They they have a higher point differential than the Chiefs. Yeah, except for one fourth of that point differential came against the Cleveland Browns in one game. Right. So I'm just I'm not I'm not ready to count the Steelers as for real right now. But right. Yeah, I'm that. with you. But uh so but yeah, so now let's talk about maybe a team that is worse than the NFC East. Owen. Oh, is it a damning play of the week or is it a dummy play this week? It's a damning play of the week. If you're gonna call yourself a generational quarterback and the goat you can't make that throw at the end of the game. You can't overthrow six foot, I think five, Cameron Brait, who is no slouch at tight end to end the game. You cannot. You're talking about Tom Brady last night. Yes. In the Monday night slot. Yes, you can't do that. This is twice now that we see we see Tom Brady forget what down it is, and now we see him egregiously. And those were two disgusting picks that he threw. Just terrible, awful picks. Patrick Mahomes' pick was a miscommunication with Demarcus Robinson. These two picks from Tom Brady were just terrible, awful throws. He shows his and age that's... at odd times. Right. It doesn't make any sense. He's putting, he's launching balls on the field, and he's like, oh, man, he's got that arm strength. And then he just, it, uh, Jacoby Brissett's it into oblivion. And you're like, what are you doing? And I don't know. That's my damning play of the week. My damning play of the week, man. Uh, you can't do that if you're if you call yourself a contender. That's that's how you get eliminated for the playoffs. Yeah, you can't. Well, the the, the Bay Buccaneers are going to make the playoffs. They're seven and four. Uh, I mean, I guess they're only two and a half games up on the Vikings, but the Bears are at five and five, and so technically they're one game out of the playoffs and one and a half games back from Tampa Bay. Uh, for the Bears to make the playoffs, they're going to have to figure out a lot. <laughs> over the, yeah. this bye week for him. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you know, hopefully they have a little, you know, Thanksgiving miracle. But, uh, oh, yeah. That's where I'm at, man. Yeah. That's where I'm at. You, you can't do that in the playoffs. Yeah. Can't. Is this your goat? 
Is this your goat? I know it's not your goat. You you think you're Six really Rings goat. Mafia is gonna come for me now. Uh, I mean, he's still the goat, but um, so so that was your Don play of the week. Of course, I always have my spotlight player of the week, and you know, I said I said fuck it. Player of the week, Derek Carr. You know what? All you right. had the best game of your career. Uh, this may be a little tongue in cheek, but I'm here to I'm here to congratulate you, Derek Carr, on a on a game well played. You're able to bully Daniel Sorensen all night for Darren Waller, and you had you had a fantastic game. Put it put it all together. Had had one of the best quarterbacking games of the season, and you lost. But it's all right, Derek. We'll send you a little a little we'll send you a little document, a little printout that says maybe a little bit of barbecue. Spotlight player of the week. We'll send it we'll send it over to you, and you can frame it up there next to your. Well, I was gonna say division titles or playoff wins, but oh oh uh um. Uh, We'll put it up there. Next is was previously a dark horse for MVP award. There you go. Yep, 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 yep. You put it up right there next to you. Steen's spotlight player of the week. But yeah. in all legitimacy, he did have a great game, and you he know, did. The Chiefs, the Chiefs were lucky to escape that with a win. Uh, so yeah, fuck it. Derek Carr, Sp- Steen spotlight player of the week. I'm proud of you. That's big. That's that's true. He was the best player of the week. I mean, he really was. Yeah. Well, um. That wraps up about the sports content. So let's move into, uh, let's move into the top ten. And this is honestly for me, and I think we've been hyping this up for a while. But I think mm-hmm. for me and you, especially, and maybe you know people who listen, I think this has to be one of the most anticipated ones. Uh, and we were waiting. You know, I trust me. I wanted to put it last week or the week before, yeah. and I'm like, no, no, no. You got to wait for this week. You got to wait for this yeah. episode. And I'm like, oh, are we yeah. gonna do this episode? Yeah, we're doing this episode. And so Owen. Give me, you always get to go first. Give me your top 10 Thanksgiving foods. Woo! All right. You know, you know me, Truman. I may be a slightly skinny guy, you know, maybe getting a little bit fatter over these years, but who's counting the pounds? Um, but I, I love me some food, Truman. And yeah. we, we might have some different tastes. I'm not a, both of us are thankfully not a big green bean casserole people because yeah, green bean casserole is overrated. This week, there's been a lot of weird hype about green bean casserole. They're like j- j- spitting tr- true facts right now, but green bean and Apparently, it's like one of a, it's the top, it's a, it's a top two dish in Kansas, apparently. It's also a top two dish in Missouri. Oh, um, no. I was going to say, well, you can keep Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kansas, Kansas and Missouri like to mirror each other on the food things. Although, Missouri has the advantage in candy. Uh, candy has some weird kansas has some weird candy that they like and yeah, missouri is like reese's sour, it's always sour so. patch kids i think is what, what oh but sour like. patch kids is fine right that's a great but, one yeah yeah but yeah i don't know missouri seems to have the kansas figure, uh, candy figured out but anyway we're gonna get right into my top 10 so i've actually had a really tough time doing this one because there's a lot of thanksgiving food and but so for just number 10 i'm just gonna go with rolls um whatever your family's rolls are on thanksgiving you get those nice. You put them in the oven, get them a little bit warm. You slap some mm. butter on them. Mm. Mm. My mom makes homemade rolls. Uh huh. The best, you know. And yeah. Everybody says it, but some of the best rolls you've ever had. I mean, yeah. Every, yeah. Everybody in the family is literally like, "Hey, is your mom making her rolls?" And it's like, you know, obviously we're not getting together. Families here. And if you're thinking about whether mm-hmm. or not you should get a, get together with your families here, we do have to advise you not to do that. Please don't. Right. Do that. Just stay home with your immediate family. Go out. You know, just keep it keep it small this Thanksgiving. But, right, yeah, be safe uh, for sure. But, but everybody's like, dude, is she making the rolls? Is she bringing the rolls? Yeah. And they are just fantastic rolls. Yeah, so I'm, my mom has something like that further up this list, but I'll get to that when I get there. So uh, at number nine, um, a lot of people, this is a highly uh, discussed one, but for me, I like to have a, you know, literally one slice of ham. 
at Thanksgiving. I know that ham, a lot of people think it doesn't belong Thanksgiving. More, more of a Christmas, Christmas more of a Christmas thing. thing. Yep. But I, I like to have one nice slice of nice warm ham with my Thanksgiving. And I, and I think that's appropriate. That's fine. So at, at number eight, I have the insert family specialty here box. So everybody's, everybody's family's got their one. You know, it's, it might be a dessert. It might be a side that your family's like, oh, it's the best. But it's not going to beat anything up, anything else further up this list. And for my family, it is this banana nut kind of pudding dessert. It's just great. It's like marshmallows and uh, nuts and bananas. It's delicious. Yeah. But it deserves this uh, this number uh, eight spot, but it doesn't go high up the list. I'm right there up with you. My family's weird one that my sisters always go crazy. And it was like, Mom, you got to make your cream corn. It's cream corn. I mean, you know, it's good. Yeah. But literally, she's like, you want to make the cream corn? I was like, yeah, sure. And she goes, okay, here's here's two things of here's two things of corn. Here's a thing, a package of cream cheese. Put it in the crock pot. I'm like, cool. What else do I do? She's like, stir it. Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of how this banana dessert is. You you, you slice up pepper. some bananas. Yeah. Slice up some bananas. You put a bunch of marshmallows in there. You put some little nuts in there. It's delicious, but it doesn't deserve to be higher up the list. Yeah, it's like, and at number seven, I've got something that's going to be on both of our lists because it's incredible, and that is mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is growing in popularity. It's a huge staple on the East Coast, and that's one thing that I'll give the East Coast is that the East down Coast. South. Down south as well. Yep. Yeah, is that they know how to do mac and cheese on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So at uh at number six, I've got cranberry sauce. Um, my dad makes some really good cranberry sauce, but also straight out of the can with the ridge marks from Ocean Spray, also a very strong contender. My dad told me I was talking I was talking to my dad about it. He says his cranberry sauce is better than the Ocean Spray, and I said hell yeah. So that means I get Ocean Spray and a possible new contender <laughs> to sign me up. That's great. That's great. Everybody always uh, says that. I, I think the fancier cranberry sauce gets, the worse it is. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, see, I, that's I, what I think too. But I'm willing to go into it with an open mind and see if my dad's got some nice cranberry sauce cooking that I was unaware of. True, true. So at number five, we've got pies. Thanksgiving pies have got to be one of the best things about Thanksgiving. Uh, I like a nice apple pie. There's also, you know, the nice classic chocolate pie with, you know, whatever bullshit's in there. It's just a whole bunch of chocolate. It's delicious. Um... A lot of people like pumpkin pie. I'm not a huge pumpkin pie fan, but pumpkin pie is all right. I've never had sweet potato pie, but apparently people go crazy for that. Um, but uh, I'd assume you'd put a whole bunch of like marshmallows and like cinnamon sugar or whatever on it in a sweet potato pie. Uh, but like I said, I don't know. I've never had one. So at number four, my mom makes this raspberry jello dessert with uh, pretzels on the bottom. It, uh, I don't know. Some people have like special names for it. But it's this raspberry dessert thing. I don't know. It's freaking delicious. And that's why it's at my number four. And now we're getting into the, like, the most traditional Thanksgiving food. At number three, we've got mashed potatoes. Because obviously, mashed potatoes are the perfect side. They literally go with everything. And you can use it to mop up your plate with all the juices left over from the other food. It's, uh, it's genius. And once you grow up, you realize that you need to be mopping up your plate with mashed potatoes. Yep. It's just yep. something that you do. Mm-hmm. At number two, I've got gravy. Um... A lot of people think it's a, is as an accessory, but gravy should be on top of everything. Thanksgiving. Top of your meat, top of your mashed potatoes, maybe even top of, uh, definitely on top of your green beans. It, it, it goes with everything as long as your parents aren't trash and know how to make good gravy at Thanksgiving. Right. Might be your mom, might be your grandma, might gravy. be your dad. I don't know who makes gravy in your family, but it needs to be there. Gravy is just not that hard to make, guys. That's, I mean, just it's really it not. Gravy. It's really not. Hey, it's... it's it's really not. And at number one, 
I've got turkey, man. I like it gives you a nice, nice coma after you eat a shit ton of it. Mm-hmm. Gives you sleep. You, you'll wake up and then you'll see the Detroit Lions losing again. It's it's a great time. Uh, turkey's my number one. So from top, from bottom to top, I've got rolls, ham, the family specialty that mm-hmm. everyone says is really good. At number seven, mac and cheese, then cranberry sauce, then pies, then my mom's delicious raspberry dessert with pretzels on the bottom, then mashed potatoes, then gravy, and then finally turkey. All right. I like it. Um, All right. I'm ready to rock. All right. What you got for me? Okay. Top 10 Thanksgiving foods. Uh, Number 10, I think we're at the same place. I had rolls. And again, I nice. can say my mom does make some of the best rolls, but at the end of the day, there are just rolls. And there's so much better things, you know, don't fill up on the rolls at Thanksgiving. I mean, bread right. is good. Bread is great. Uh, but just, just you know, it's fine. Rolls are good. Rolls are great. They stay for the next day. Or a, a Thanksgiving roll, like you cut open that roll the next day, put a little turkey in there, and just a little gravy, and munching that down. That's great. But... Thanksgiving rolls at number ten. Uh, number nine, and this is one that I think you even mentioned it, which I did not. I did not know about you. I figured this one was going to be way higher on your list. I figured because everybody is always like, "Oh, this is the best one. This is the great." Um, number nine is pumpkin pie. Guys, pumpkin pie is. I don't. Right. I don't appreciate it because it doesn't take that much skill to make a good pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie is just, you know, anyone mm. can make it, and so you might. And honestly, you might as well pick it up at the store. You're not, you know, at the end of the day, you're not going to do. You're, Oh, my mom makes the best pumpkin pie. How does your mom make the best pumpkin pie? The pumpkin pie tastes pumpkin pumpkin pie tastes the same all over. I don't I don't care it's about true. your family's secret pumpkin pie. It's it's I've never had a bad. We pumpkin put a little pie. bit of ginger in it. Have you had a bad pumpkin pie? They all taste like the same, man. They all it's taste like, the same. It's kind of like it's just like lumpy. And it's like I don't know. Right, I mean, it's good. Like, but right, it's a good texture. It's like satisfying, but right, not, but you're not gonna eat like a giant piece of it. But and and I know it's the. It, for years, it's become the staple Thanksgiving pie, but it's not even the best Thanksgiving pie on the table. Lemon meringue pie is delicious, by the way. Well, I've got my top pie coming up. It's higher up. Um, all right. All right. I'm excited. Number eight, I'm with you. Ham. Ham belongs here. Number eight. You should have ham on the list. If you have a big family, somebody should bring a turkey, somebody should bring a ham. Ham should be the, you know, but ham can, ham, just a, a nice piece of ham is better than you think. And everybody goes, mm. I think the issue with ham is that it gets a bad rap because it's also a deli meat. So everybody automatically thinks like shaved ham. But right. just ham ham, a nice thick cut ham. Mm. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm with you. And you know, it's 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 nice. Get a, go get a honey baked ham. And I do agree yeah. that it is more of a Christmas thing. But what's also a, another Christmas thing, at least in my family, is my number seven on my list. And we did this last year when me and you and our friends from college got together to do Friendsgiving. But yeah. Another one that should be included on the list, especially in the Midwest, because this ends up on it sometimes, or it has to get down south in Texas as well, is brisket. Brisket Ooh. at number seven. Oh, yeah. Um, the meats, the other meats that are featured in Thanksgiving meals need to be included on this list. But, you know, turkey is the superior one. I don't care if you like the other ones or whatever, and you're going to post some hot take. Well, turkey isn't really that good. I don't care. I'm more of a, <laughs> I like white, I, I, you know, I don't like the dark meat. I know a lot of people like dark meat. I don't really care. I don't really care for dark meat. So, I'm more of a white meat guy, and everybody goes, white meat's always so dry. Well, you're cooking your turkeys bad. So, <laughs> tell you, sorry, I'm not insulting your mom, but I'm not trying to insult your mom personally, but, uh, you know. But I'm just saying, if I saw your mom in public, I'd insult her. <laughs> you know, let me, you know, 
Well, let me show you guys how to cook a turkey. We'll talk about turkey more later on. Uh, my number six is mac and cheese. Uh, yes, sir. Enough, I think we had a lot of these kind of lined up down the stretch here, except for my one that I posted a lot higher than the, than on your list. But I had yeah, mac six was mac and cheese. Yeah, mac or I think you had mac and cheese at seven. Oh, I did have mac and cheese at seven. Right, because I've inserted one. I don't know somewhere something's happened. Um, oh, because you had your pies higher. Um, so yeah, I have, I have my pies at five. So I have mac and cheese at six. Uh, just a great another another one that's kind of become a staple later on. You know, like I feel like we didn't have mac and cheese as much growing up. And maybe uh-huh. and maybe and maybe you're making a good point. Maybe maybe I didn't notice that, but maybe I I always thought other people's families had mac and cheese. But I think it was just something that every Midwest family assumed that every Midwest other Midwest family had mac and cheese, but nobody did. And then. Now it's actually worked its way onto uh, most Midwest menus, and it's just yeah. So true, but to be fair, you do like a baked mac and cheese, some kind of dish with it, right? Or right. yeah, like you put like a nice breadcrumb crumble on top of it, right. you know. But I need it to be, I need it to be moist. I need that. I need like a cheese sauce on there. Sometimes, the, uh-huh. sometimes yeah. mac and cheese yeah. is really dry. I like a uh-huh. nice creamy sauce, mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah, we're on the same page. We're on the same page. For me. Um, it needs to be a dish, right? Yes, and number five is cranberry sauce and mm. again we've, we've talked about it earlier uh you know my mom makes a great homemade cranberry sauce and uh you know my sisters love it or whatever you know it's got a lot of good spices she takes time she you know slow cooks it gets the oils perfect nope uh i'm more of an ocean spray give me the give me the ocean spray right at the right out of the can and i'm talking really <laughs> and and you know and, and, and that's the thing you know for me i could eat like all of it i could eat half a can of cranberry sauce it's fantastic Hell yeah baby it's like you know it's like 30 calories <laughs> you ever looked at you know and and a can of ocean spray is like 60 cents so even your mom's like you're not gonna yeah. get cranberry sauce nobody says that because the can's 60 cents you're like hey can you grab me and she's like oh okay i'll grab you a can of ocean spray like, 60 <laughs> cents. I'll, I'll give you i'll give you a dollar Oh, you know, whatever. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I, just, I just want it on there. I just, I love me. It's it's one of those things where you just have that thing in life that is so processed and so crappy, but you just, you still love it and you still eat it every time. For me, it's cranberry sauce and things. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, number four for me is stuffing slash dressing. Um, I guess technically most people nowadays, I think there's a difference technically, but I think most people nowadays only eat dressing. I don't think yeah, so eats stuffing anymore because nobody really puts it in the birds because we're not psychos and we understand that that's not sanitary most of the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, so yeah, that's the difference in between stuffing and dressing is that one's made inside the turkey and one's not. Right. And I think a lot of people have understood that there is better things to go inside the turkey that can help make the t- turkey taste better, which might be why your turkey sucks. Put a put mm. put an extra mm. stick stick of butter mm. inside the cavity. Put like an apple or two in there as well. But we always smoked ours. Also, we're big on Ooh. smoking the turkey. Fantastic. Um, but we'll get the turkey later on. <laughs> Number three is mashed potatoes. And you put yep. gravy on your list. I would like to preface this with gravy should go on dressing, mashed potatoes, turkey, maybe a little bit on ham. If you get insane, you can put on mac and cheese. Uh, you can do rolls. You know what? I don't care what you put gravy on, but I don't count gravy because it's mostly there for everything. So I didn't think of it as okay. different. That's fair. That's fair. But I do. My mom just makes delicious gravy, so I had to put it on the a list. Good, a good gravy is very important, and you should make mm-hmm. sure to focus on that. One time, well, one time because we do because we do smoke the turkey, we had like apple juice, 
uh, we had like an apple juice pan at the bottom of it. So then we all of our turkey drippings had, as it smoked, it got in the apple juice. Ooh. And then so we drained out like mo- a lot, some of the apple juice, but we ha- kept some of it when we went and made our gravy. Nice apple turkey gravy. You know, it sounds odd, but it that's, was I, I don't know, dude. That sounds kind of good. It was pretty good. Um, so mashed potatoes at number three, and you have to have gravy. And number two, and this is going to be, you know, um, there's a there's a joke going on in our personal Discord of between <laughs> me and some of the guys, and uh, what they're all starting they're all starting to turn on me anytime we mention anything food related. I I like Pizza mm. Hut. Everybody else likes Papa John's. I like Mr. Pibb. Everybody else likes Dr. Pepper. I'm telling you that Hardee's has the best fast food breakfast. They all say, what? We've never had Hardee's breakfast. And I, <laughs> okay. That's true. We all do say that. <laughs> you, you should go try it. It's, if, you just, if you don't don't care about your health and you just are like, you know what? I'm going to have a shitty food day. Go and get Hardee's. All right. I'll go, get a- go get a Hardee's Monster Biscuit. <laughs> that, that actually sounds delicious. It's insanely good. It is All right. the yeah. best thing you'll have, and it, and it will last you for a few hours. And you can also get the cinnamon raisin biscuits at Hardee's. Um, just, Man, Hardee's, and, and that doesn't sound good, but they're just they're cinnamon. No, that biscuits. sounds delicious. I don't covered, know. That sounds good. Icing, fantastic. You can get two pack for like three dollars or something. It's, it sounds kind of good. Go, dude. It's like a better version of a cinnamon roll. And you're like better version of cinnamon roll can't get better. It can get better. And Hardee's has done it. They have the technology. Have you tried the uh, the McDonald's apple fritter yet? Because I love apple fritters, and I've been too scared to try one. I did not know that McDonald's has apple fritters. Well, I'm because they have good apple one. pies. They have a good a, apple pies. I'm just not as big on an apple fritter. I'm not a big apple fritter guy. Um, I'm a big apple fritter guy, but all uh, is, sorry, I digress. Oh no, no. All all of this is to preface it with that I have one spicy food take on this on this list, and it should be traditional list. And this is a traditional Thanksgiving. Uh, item, but number two on my list is pecan pie, or pecan pie, depending oh, okay. on where you are. Um, I don't think that's that crazy. It's it's one of those things where I think, like as young people, I think a lot of us go, like for me, it was always like a grandpa dish, very similar yeah. to like bread pudding. Bread pudding is one of those where it's like old people eat bread pudding. I I don't really eat bread pudding that much. And then you have bread pudding, and you're like, holy shit, this is what bread pudding <laughs> tastes like. It's because old people eat those desserts because they're full of wisdom and knowledge. pecan pie is the best thanksgiving pie it's just caramelized it's just caramelized sweet you know it's crunchy the and and you're like i don't like pecans that much i don't give a shit if you don't like pecans that much i didn't think i like pecans that much but when you eat a pecan pie though it's it doesn't even taste like pecan i mean it just tastes like just perfection (laughs) dude and 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 i'm gonna attempt it this year i'm gonna make a homemade pecan pie I'll post it on. I'll trust me. I'll be a typical uh, Zoomer or Millennial or Zillennial or whatever the hell we are. But I'll post, <laughs> it, I'll post uh, intermittent Snapchats on the process. I'm cooking it tomorrow night, and then I'll post it on my social medias. And here, Truman, real quick before I forget, uh, a family friend of ours helped out the family, and mm-hmm. she loves pecan pie. And this uh, 54, uh, is she 54? I think she might be 51. This fifty-one-year-old woman absolutely demolished a pecan pie in one day because because it, it was delicious. I could demolish a pecan pie in one day. I just know <laughs> it's bad for my health, but it's it's the best pie. It's better than pumpkin pie. Uh, I'm not that big. Of a that. Of, I'm not that big of a fan of apple pie, but it's fine if you you know. I'm not here to come attack you. I'm here to attack the people that have pumpkin pie as their number one pie at Thanksgiving. Stop. Get better. Do. 
better. Pumpkin pies are just, they all taste the same. They're all normal. I'm, abs- I'm actually with you there, man. I'm okay with that. Okay. And number one, we said it. I said it. Turkey. Turkey. I don't care. I, you know, you do your non-traditional meats. You guys will have your hot takes every year. Turkey isn't really that good. Fuck you. Turkey is that good. Turkey uh, is that good. It's true. I'm a big, I'm a big white meat guy. Again, you got to have well-cooked turkey. And I, you know, you're like dark. I like dark meat. I just like it better because it has better flavor. You like dark meat because your bird's overcooked and dark meat is inherently more moist and is more, is, is better. Is, is just gonna, it's always going to be more moist. It's going to be harder to dry out dark meat. That's why you like dark meat better. If you have good white meat, good white meat kills Slash. dark meat. Kills dark meat. Okay, and you ain't got to deal with all the bones or whatever, and you ain't got to fight over a turkey leg. Nope. Nope. You can have, and you know, and that's always the best part, is you can slam some white meat. And so, you know, Truman, as an aside here, I do feel bad for people who say they don't like white meat. Because for me, that also means that their gravy sucks ass. Probably. Like, because if you're saying it's too dry, like if your turkey's too dry, slap some gravy on that. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot. Of it's not kind of a double. It, it's it's very telling when someone says they don't like white meat. Yeah. If you if you say you don't like white meat, I'm gonna assume that you make bad turkey. That's all, that's all I'm gonna tell you. If you say you like dark meat more, I'm gonna say it's because you. It, 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 but uh, but only if you say it's because well, dark white meat's a little dry. If you say it's dry, I'm gonna I'm I'm coming for you and I'm coming. And I'm, <laughs> I don't mean to insult. Uh, it's, it's nothing personal on your mom, but I want you to think about it. Um, but so number 10, so list from 10 to one, number 10 rolls, number nine, pumpkin pie, number eight, ham, number seven, brisket, number six, mac and cheese, number five, cranberry, specifically ocean spray cranberry sauce, uh, number four, stuffing, number three, mashed potatoes, number two, pecan pie, and number one, the granddaddy of them all, the mascot of Thanksgiving, turkey is specifically white meat dark meat's fine, but specifically white, uh, white meat and especially with good gravy. Yeah, that's, that's a great list, Truman. That's a good list. That does, great. that does it for the show. We'll do our little pop culture wrap-up minute. Uh, but real quick, of course, I have been Truman Steen. You can find me on Twitter.com slash Steen Machine. That's S-T-E-E-H-N-M-A-C-H-I-N-E. Uh, also, uh, you can find me on Twitch or Twitter. I also, if you're more serious, uh, I do, well, uh, uh, in total, we do. Uh, I also do Steam vs. Machine later on the week. That's our mm-hmm. purely betting show that I do with my uh, professional handicapper of a father. But also, if you're more serious about betting and you just want to get my picks and not listen to have to wade through my bullshit, uh, you can go and follow my Twitter, my other Twitter at CG Sports uh, RWTM, or just go to www.rollingwithmachine.com. I got a lot of places you can find me now. I you got your domain. All of a sudden, oh yeah, all of a sudden I started looking. Up, I was like, man, there is a lot of places, and you know, and I also uh, post. The YouTube video of Steen versus Machine on my YouTube, which would be youtube.com slash the ST, it's just STM Network. I'm going to change that to Steen Machine as well. STM Network is kind of dumb, but I, 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 I kind of like it. It's got a nice ring to it. The ST, you can do STM. Yeah. Right. Maybe, maybe I'll leave it. I don't know. We'll see. But, but, but it feels dumb to be like Twitch and Twitter at, at, at Steen Machine or YouTube at STM. You can go socials. Yeah. But, Oh, and where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash domination7. That's uh, D-A-H-M-I-N-A-T-I-O-N-7. And you can also find me on Twitter at Owen Gashdamit. That's O-W-E-N-G-O-S-H-D-A-H-M-M-I-T. So um, I'm going to get started here for the pop culture minute. And this is one that I think everyone needs to realize. And 
I know this might be a culture thing. Uh, I am a 23-year-old white dude, so I'm predisposed to not like this as much. But uh, the NBA is worse than college basketball. The NBA is worse than college basketball. College basketball is a better product. Truman, how many people do you hear um, say, oh, I'm only going to watch March Madness this year? How, how many people do you hear say that? Like I, how I, many people? We talked about this before the show, but I'm not as interested in college basketball now that I'm out of college. Sure, but I'm, also, sure. I'm also not more invested in the NBA. I'd much rather watch college basketball than the NBA. Sure. Okay, so you just said some. How many people do you hear? I'm only gonna watch the national championship of March Madness. No, I mean nobody. You're gonna watch the entire tournament at least. Sure, Truman. How many people do you hear say I'm only gonna watch the NBA playoffs? Yeah. And then, worse than that, how many people do you hear say, I'm only going to watch the finals? More than that. It's because the product sucks ass. The product sucks ass. Do you know how many upsets happen in the NBA playoffs? Not many. Well, you know why? Because it's played. It. Sure. But it's because it's played in a series. It's not as exciting. Right. It's not as exciting. One bad call in March Madness ends a season right one bad call in the nba playoffs you go to game three you just go to game three right but technically the nba want, playoffs technically you want a better you want series because that means the better team you should want the better team to win in the playoffs right but that's why march madness is better because sometimes the best team doesn't win and that's exciting the best team in the nation in the nation by far in 2018, got beat by a 16 seed. UMBC beat arguably one of the best college basketball teams we've ever seen in Virginia. If that's a three-game series, Virginia stomps on the other two games. 100%. But UMBC shot 33% from three and rained them down. And Virginia missed a lot of shots. I say that that's a one... That's a one-game fluke. That, that game was like, it was like fifty to forty-five. Right, right. But it was, but they made all their points from tiny kids shooting threes. <laughs> that yep. cannot happen in the NBA. The NBA is built for that to never happen, and that is why college basketball just even disregarding the regular season. No one even cares about the NBA regular season at all. No one cares. Nope. James Harden takes his billion free throws every year. Who cares? No one. College basketball is a better product. Thank you. All right. Uh, a fun fact about that UMBC Virginia game is that I was traveling with the K-State basketball team that 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 season for the NCAA tournaments. And a little lesser known fact because nobody cares besides K-State people, but K-State was the team that actually eliminated UMBC. So they mm -hmm. were the first team to ever play a 16 seed in the second round. But even funnier there is that we were playing in the band. K-State played right before that game. So the other teams had come out and got to watch the games before the other teams go on. And we were sitting next to the Virginia basketball players right before they... And they were like... They were feeling relaxed. You know, you couldn't tell they had the yips or whatever. But they... Uh, you know, we talked to the guys right before they had the largest upset in college basketball history. That's just very interesting. Um, well, how was Kyle got? Were they nice? Were they nice people? Yeah, those guys are all guys. Uh, those guys are all nice. Um, the, the the UVA guys were super nice guys. You know, all right, cool. They, they treat us with respect. And we, you know, we had conversations. We hung out with them, and they uh, 
Went home. <laughs> you cursed him. You cursed him, Truman. You did it. It's all you. Very interesting. Congrats. <laughs> I, I created the most exciting uh, college basketball game of all time. Yeah, you, you did it. Oh. Christian Leitner might have something to say about most exciting, but... Yeah, I know. I know. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but, okay, so that was your pop culture minute. Um, I'm actually also going to do kind of, you know, sometimes we rant about whatever we want, but uh, I'm going to talk about also sports this week. Um, the thing I want to discuss is that uh, Travis Kelsey is having another great year, and every year we do this. He's, he, uh, Travis Kelsey is number one in its, like, yards, catches, yards per catch, catches per target amongst tight ends. It's... I, I, he might even be he, he's close to leading the league in receiving yardage and stuff every, and every time yeah because you see the receiver stats they have to add by receiver rankings because Travis Kelsey's doing so well right and they do this every year because and, and this happens this has happened for a lot of Travis Kelsey's career is there's always a different tight end that they say well this guy is better but he just doesn't play you know when he plays he's so much better because he can also block and whatever one first things first Travis Kelsey can block He's a great run blocking tight end. Um, he's he's not he, maybe he's not as good as Kittle or Gronk or whatever you want to say, but Gronk and Kittle aren't as good at catching the ball as he is. And the thing is, is that and the point that I want to get at here, and that we a lot of the times lose because everybody will say, well, when Gronk and Kittle play, they're much better than Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey isn't even the best tight end in the league because of these reasons. The thing about it is that when a healthy player that that a player's health and being able to stay healthy and playing every game every single year for the last six or seven years, that is part of a player's game. And that's what makes Travis Kelsey the best tight end in football, is that he does all these things year in and year out. He doesn't need the caveat of, well, he only gets to play 10 games a year. Or he only I don't care. Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the league, full stop. Because he stays healthy, because he's so consistent, and because he is the best pass-catching tight end in the league. You know, you can say, and you can say weapons or whatever or blah, blah, blah. It does not matter. Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the league, and I'm tired of pretending he's not or pretending that if Kittle was healthy, he'd be better. Travis Kelsey's numbers were better before Kittle got hurt, and being healthier is just a part of it. It's part of the gig. It's a part of the gig. So, that's it. That's all I wanted to spend for my pop culture minute was talking about how good Travis Kelsey is. Yeah, I mean, and, and just to add on, to, I know this is your pop culture minute, no. but I'd like to just touch on it that that the ESPN and everything everybody's rankings have to include when they're talking about wide receivers, it have to include when they're talking about... So when they talk about Travis Kelsey, they include wide receivers in the rankings. It says... So it, when they talk about Travis Kelsey, they say he's second in yards after catch for all receivers. Mm-hmm. So they try to discredit him. You know why? Because he's and they showed it. They showed it in a stat that wasn't supposed to show this, but they showed it. They showed the comparison of Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey. Darren Waller is having an excellent season, oh, an amazing season. In the league right now, yeah. and he's 350 yards behind Kelsey in in receiving. That is ridiculous. That is second place. He is almost twice as many yards better than the second place than the second. It's, it's insane. It's insane. He's having an insane season. And they try to discredit it by putting him against wide receivers. And then wide receivers, they have to they have to leave Travis Kelsey out of it because he's he's putting up receiver numbers. It's, right. it's, it's insane. He's the only tight end to ever go 1,000 yards four seasons in a row. And that's why he's the best tight end uh, in the league right now or, you know, the other four seasons. It's because 
I don't care about your guy that's only healthy half the games of the season that puts up okay numbers because he gets to rest every other week. Yeah. I don't care about him. Travis Kelsey does it, plays every game, puts up great numbers every week. He's the best tight end in the league. Don't it's not even period. debate. So period. Again, if you've made it this far, as always, we appreciate you being here. I've been Truman Steen. That's Owen Dom. We will see you next week and have a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving, folks. Ha, ha, ha.